Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Zwans, and today we celebrate the feast of St. Athanasius, the great father and doctor of the church. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Glory to God in the highest, and and on earth earth, peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty ever-living God, who raised up the Bishop St. Athanasius as an outstanding champion of your Son's divinity, mercifully grant that rejoicing in his teaching and his protection we may never cease to grow in knowledge and love of you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. The churches throughout Judea, Galilee and Samaria were now left in peace, building themselves up, living in the fear of the Lord, and filled with the consolation of the Holy Spirit. Peter visited one place after another, and eventually came to the saints living down in Lydda. There he found a man called Aeneas, a paralytic who had been bedridden for eight years. Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ cures you. Get up and fold up your sleeping mat. Aeneas got up immediately. Everybody who lived in Lydda and Sharon saw him, and they were all converted to the Lord. At Jaffa there was a woman disciple called Tabitha, or Dorcas in Greek, who never tired of doing good or giving in charity. But the time came when she got ill and died, and they washed her and laid her out in a room upstairs. Lydda is not far from Jaffa, So when the disciples heard that Peter was there, 
they sent two men with an urgent message for him. Come and visit us as soon as possible. Peter went back with them straight away, and on his arrival they took him to the upstairs room, where all the widows stood round him in tears, showing him tunics and other clothes Dorcas had made when she was with them. Peter sent them all out of the room and knelt down and prayed. Then he turned to the dead woman and said, Tabitha, stand up. She opened her eyes, looked at Peter and sat up. Peter helped her to her feet. Then he called in the saints and widows and showed them she was alive. The whole of Jaffa heard about it and many believed in the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. What return can I make to the Lord for all that he gives to me? What return can I make to the Lord for all that he gives to me? How can I repay the Lord for his goodness to me? The cup of salvation I will raise. I will call on the Lord's name. What return can I make to the Lord for all that he gives to me? My vows to the Lord I will fulfil before all his people. O precious in the eyes of the Lord is the death of his faithful. What return can I make to the Lord for all that he gives to me? Your servant, Lord, your servant am I. You have loosened my bonds. A thanksgiving sacrifice I make. I will call on the Lord's name. What return can I make to the Lord for all that he gives to me? Alleluia, alleluia. Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. You have the words of everlasting life. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. After hearing his doctrine, many of the followers of Jesus said, This is intolerable language. How could anyone accept it? Jesus was aware that his followers were complaining about it and said, Does this upset you? What if you should see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? It is the Spirit that gives life. The flesh has nothing to offer. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the outset those who did not believe and who it was that would betray him. He went on. This is why I told you that no one could come to me unless the Father allows him. After this, many of his disciples left him and stopped going with him. Then Jesus said to the twelve, What about you? Do you want to go away too? Simon Peter answered, Lord, who shall we go to? You have the message of eternal life and we believe. We know that you are the Holy One of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. All right, we've made it to the end of John 6. We can all breathe a sigh of relief. Although getting to the end of John 6 doesn't provide us with a lot of consolation because it's a bit of an unhappy ending. After hearing his doctrine, many of the followers of Jesus said, this is intolerable language. How could anyone accept it? Now, if you remember over the course of the last few days, 
we've really been dealing with three groups of people. We've got the disciples of Jesus on the one hand, his followers, the ones who believe in him. Then we have the group of the crowd, the ones who are listening to Jesus, the ones who haven't fully come to faith, but who have a certain openness to him. And then we have what are known as the Jews, the ones who stand in opposition to him, the ones who use Moses as the stumbling block that prevents them from getting to the Messiah, to Jesus himself. What's troubling in this part of the gospel is that it's now the disciples of Jesus who are in crisis. Listen again, after hearing his doctrine, many of the followers of Jesus said, this is intolerable language. How could anyone accept it? Well, Jesus challenges his followers. Does this upset you? What if you should see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? I think here you can see the sticking point. The sticking point is this question about where Jesus comes from. Because the claim that he is making is that he gives eternal life. He gives the kind of life that God possesses. Now, the only way that Jesus can become the source of that divine life, of that heavenly gift, is if Jesus is from God. And so he says, look, okay, you find this intolerable language. You find this difficult to accept. What if you saw the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? What if you saw him return to the Father who sent him in the first place? Jesus is once again giving his credentials. What makes all of this possible? The fact of where I come from. I come from the Father. Now, the difficulty here is that it's the disciples themselves, the followers of Jesus, who have been put into a crisis. But remember what's unfolded over the last 24 hours. The disciples saw Jesus hand out five loaves and two fish and then feed 5,000 people. And then the disciples were the ones who collected the 12 baskets of scraps. From there, the disciples or at least some of them anyway, entered into the boat and walking across the water, they saw Jesus in the midst of their storm. And when he entered into the boat, they found themselves immediately at the destination. And now Jesus is reminding them that he is the one who has come from heaven and he is the bread of life. He is the one who nourishes eternal life. Now, what makes all of this possible? The fact that he comes from God. So Jesus says, well, what if you saw the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? They have seen the signs that speak of who he is and where he comes from and what he's come to accomplish. But the signs now seem to be no longer enough. And so Jesus quite rightly points out that among his disciples, there are some who do not believe. And the stumbling block for those who no longer believe, the stumbling block for those who no longer walk with Christ as his followers, is the conviction about where he comes from. If he is the son of the father, then to receive his life is to receive the life of God. To eat his body and drink his blood is to receive the fullness of life, the life of the living Father. What a tragic moment it must have been for the Lord that after this, 
many of his disciples left him and stopped going with him. But then he turns to the twelve. So from the broader group of the followers of Jesus, the disciples, Jesus now turns to the twelve and says, what about you? Do you want to go away too? And Simon Peter here, he's the one who speaks up. And, you know, it's proper that Simon Peter be the one who speaks up because he really shows himself to be the one who speaks on behalf of the other apostles, the one who articulates their faith. And he says this, Lord, who shall we go to? You have the message of eternal life. In other words, if we're going to receive eternal life, where on earth could we possibly get it from but from you because of who you are and where you come from? You are the Holy One and you have come from God. And so to receive the life of God is to receive it from the hands of the one who has come from God. Now, at this point, it's probably worthwhile to pause and to consider what it is that our Lord Jesus is asking of the disciples when he says to eat my body and drink my blood. Because, of course, for the Jews, drinking blood was a big no-no. The kosher laws, the dietary rules of the Jews, forbade the consumption of blood, and so Animals needed to be butchered in such a way that the blood would drain away from the meat. And the reason why blood was so sacred is because blood was where life resided. And life belonged to God. And so to taste blood, to drink blood, was to take from God something that was properly his. God was the giver of life and this life is returned back to God. And so when the Jews offered sacrifice in the temple, they would pour out the blood of the sacrificed animal upon the altar as a sign of the gift of life that was being given to God, who was the true author of life. So what is Jesus asking us to do now? To eat his body and drink his blood. If blood is what life is, if blood is the gift that belongs properly to God, well, what's happening now? Jesus, God's holy presence among us, is pouring out his blood for us and asking us to receive his life. And so St. Paul says famously to the Galatians, it's, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Well, why is that? Because receiving the blood of Christ means to receive the very life of God. And living this life of God causes my own life to pale into insignificance. And so for Simon Peter, the answer's pretty clear. The Lord says, are you going to go away too? And he's like, well, where else could we possibly go? Because you are the one who comes from the Father. You are the one who is the source of life. And so the disciples of Jesus then are not simply the ones who agree with his teaching or listen to his philosophy or put into practice the moral system which he establishes, Jesus isn't simply a great lecturer or a teacher. He is God's holy presence among us, and he is the one who gives us new life. And as Simon Peter says, where else could we go for that? At the Saviour's command, And formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ in our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot, at this moment, receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that, as you did at Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God our Father.